When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is Wednesday, August 23rd. My mouth is killing me. The uh, X, here's an example of a stock. Um, I I went X-Perel is what I got. It's non-opioid painkiller. And it's up on the screen. And I will put a video on both uh, YouTube and um, Spotify. But X-Perel is the painkiller that they put in each one of the three wounds that I have for the three wisdom teeth that I got taken out. It's great. Went down to the bottom said, you know, it's Pesira uh, Biopharmacist, because I love this. And so I went up into any one of your uh, Pesira, uh, and I went up and looked at Pesira, and it's PCRX. Now, take a look at this. Looks like it's been beaten down. Looks like a pretty good stock that I could probably trade a little bit, because it does. it's a biopharma, so it does fluctuate a lot. But when you take a look at a long term of this one, um, we are in a super downturn trend. So eh, you want to take a look at that. If you have a good experience with biopharma, if you have a good experience with a car, if you have a good experience with a product, that's how you do it. Now here, look at this gap up here between 100 and 112. That goes way back to 2015. Um, so the, the company's been around for a while. Uh, probably, you know, th- this one from $7 all the way up to $100 between 2012 and 2015. Great trade, uh, great investment. Hasn't been a long-term good investment, though, because it's just been floundering. So, um, but that's kind of, you know, kind of how you can do it if you, if you believe in something. Uh, I will probably take a little bit of a look into this company because that XPRL was amazing. Uh, it was just... It's wearing off now, definitely wearing off. Um, but I found a couple other stocks. But before we get into that, let's take a look at SPY and QQQ. Uh, SPY is kind of on the upturn. I mean, yesterday wasn't a bad one. Um, obviously, August 18th, we went, uh, we were at the low there. I, I think we're going lower. I think we're going down to this 429. We're at 438 right now. You're at 439 pre-market. Uh, I think you're going down to the 200-day. That would be my guess. That 50 day is moving down. The nine day is still, it's kind of uh, moving forward a little bit. The 21 day is moving to just down. I mean, the only thing positive is still the 200 day. So you should be able to provide some support right there. Um, That would be my guess. And again, anybody telling you this stuff is just guessing. Nobody knows where this market is going. Um, QQQ, on the other hand, way to cross up 363.41. You've seen a little bit of a rebound in the Qs in the the NASDAQ 100, and that's because we're coming off. Take a look at how low that MACD. That MACD hasn't been down there um, since it looks like uh, January of this year, and that's the last time the MACD was this low. It's crossing up. uh, The RSI coming off of a low of 27 
uh, and it's going, it's now at 42, so it's in no man's land, so it doesn't have anywhere really to go. It doesn't need to be forced up. You have a gap up, but you also have a gap down. So your guess is as good as mine where this one is going. But if you believe that the Qs are going up because you got a cross up, you also got a cross up in TQQQ. So 37.98 trading at 38.33. I think you'll get back. Uh, futures have been losing a little bit of ground. I think you'll get back to probably 37.98 at some point today. Again, same thing as Qs. You got a gap down here and you have a gap up here. So your guess is as good as mine. That's an overlook at the market. <clears throat> we'll talk about NVIDIA. We'll talk about Snowflake. They have earnings today. So you should get some movement in the queues today. Uh, but we may just be sitting there. One that I want to point out that I uh, heard a little bit about yesterday is um, uh, Arista Networks. It's a, it was described as a sexier Cisco in what I read. Uh, they are needed for AI. So no matter who the chip company is, this is an infrastructure company to own. You can go on to uh, Finviz, and A-N-E-T is the symbol, uh, and you can look it up. These guys, um, uh, Arista develops markets and sells cloud networking solutions in the Americas, Europe, and Middle East, and Asia. The company's cloud networking solutions consist of uh, extensible Operating system, set of network applications, gigabit Ethernet. It's basically cloud for AI. So no matter which chip company uh, is going to make AI, these guys are needed as well. Now, it's run up here just an amazing amount this year. Um, you started in January at around 114. You're at 187. This is simply like every other AI company. It's just it, it's out of control with the growth that it's seen. And you've got gaps below. So I don't necessarily think that you get into this one, but put it on your radar. Uh, I put it in my, in fact, I'm going to do it right now, into my not owned um, uh, list on TrendSpider. And so I can keep an eye on it. Uh, earnings yesterday. Let's talk about uh, home builders. Toll Brothers. Uh, seriously, best quarter ever. Best quarter ever. Ever. Uh, their contracts were up 77% year over year. They raised guidance, everything going incredibly well. Average price of a house was $1.6 million. That's just crazy. That's because there is nobody selling, uh, reselling a house. Everybody's buying new because nobody can get into, everybody got 3% mortgages. Why are you selling a 3% mortgage to get into a, an 8%, a 7 or 8% mortgage like you have now? You're not. So new houses have become a premium, and Toll Brothers is one that's taken advantage of that. In pre-market, it's up 2% to 77. You've got 80 in this one. So I think you've clearly seen this double top up here at about 84. Um, I think it goes past that. That was just an amazing quarter. So in my mind, I think you could take this, uh, take this pullback. Uh, another one that I saw, VFS. Uh, is it VFS? I forget. Um, let me see. It's a Vietnamese car company. Vietnamese uh, car EV company. Uh, there it is. And let's see what the symbol is. I think it's VFS, but I don't know. VinFast. So VinFast is the company. And stock. Uh, let's see. VinFast stock. Soars. VFS. Yeah, it is. It's not. It doesn't seem to be in. It's got a small float. So that might be why it's not in TrendsBiter. Oh, there it is, VFS. Uh, I do have it. Why didn't I type it in correctly? 
Um, this one was a SPAC, and it came to the U.S. as a SPAC. It was $10. I mean, up until you know August 8th, it was $10. You're trading at $30 today. It's coming down pretty hard today by 20%. It was up uh, like 40% yesterday. I mean, you got gaps all over the place. Um, key supply, it's all on rumors. This one's going to fly. It's got a small float. Let's see what the float is. Let's go over to, uh, and that's why you're seeing incredible, um, volatility on this one. Uh, you're, I mean, just look at those candles. Those candles are huge. It's got, uh, 2.3 billion shares. That's not huge. Shares floated 1.12. Um, they're making money. It's a good company. Uh, the, the rumor is the key supplier in the EV market is setting up in Vietnam. That would help them. Uh, they are building a plant in North Carolina and expect deliveries here in the U.S. on 2025. Uh, keep this. In fact, I'm going to put this in my not owned uh, as well because I want to keep an eye on this one. It's an EV company. It's going to go nuts. Um, final trades last night were interesting on CNBC. I just happened to be watching it. Tim Seymour said Baba. He doesn't believe that Baba's wrapped up in the China stuff. He believes that Baba's going to continue to go back to 100. He's been saying this. Uh, it did get back to 100 here back in early August. Uh, great trade if you got it. The volatility on this one is great. I like it. I, I like the volatility on this one. Uh, IBM was another final trade. This one has been uh, going fairly well. I mean, you can see here 123 back in May. Uh, I mean, you know, for this month. Think about how bad this month has been. IBM's gone from like 142 to 141. So it's held up. Uh, I, I like it. It's got stability there. And the final um, uh, uh, trade was XHB. This one is the home builders. Uh, and it's the spider sector for home builders. Look at, I mean, again, Toll Brothers reports that amazing quarter. And, and you've got this pullback. So I, I, I think that one is a great one as well. Uh, let's talk about some of the stocks that I watch personally, Shopify. I've said, I'm going to add to Shopify. Well, we had a cross up on Shopify, uh, back a few days ago, August 15th, which is just about like eight days ago. Um, at 55, you're trading at 53.98. It's right now in pre-market. It's at 54. It's kind of capitulating there. You're seeing it hasn't gotten you out. Now, will that nine day start to turn positive? We're starting to get some confirmation. At this point, I would say I'm seriously looking at adding to my position. I like this one. It's capitulating. I think it's putting in a bottom. This is a great company that got rid of a lot of their cost, and they're going to start making money again. But it's definitely expensive. Uh, let's talk about PayPal, because a lot of us got into PayPal because we believed that this quarter was going to be good. Quarter wasn't that good, you see, on earnings. I think the 50 handle is where you should have gotten this one. They got an upgrade yesterday, I think. Let's look at uh, with a price target. I mean, their average price target is still $86. Uh, August 4th downgrade, $65, $75. It's still higher. Um, the problem is, remember, this is margins. And the margins on uh, FinTech are not going to go up anytime soon. But overall, this one does seem to be Going back to these gaps between 67 and 72, you've covered that gap, this, this gap back here already. But I continue to say this big gap up here between 83 and 85 is filled at some point. But they have to do something drastic. Those margins are what's taking it down. Now let's talk about Snowflake. 
Snowflake, um, they have earnings today. I own this one and I own it about 180, I think is my average purchase price. And it's gotten back up there a couple of times. I might be in the 160s. I just haven't looked at it, but I continually add to it. And it's not, it's one or two shares that I add. It's not big lots. It's when it gets down here, I add one or two shares. This is a long-term play for me. It is in my retirement account so I can get in and out easily um, or add shares easily. I just don't seem to take the, the, the profits on this one. And I'm probably not, not doing it right. But here's the, what I want to point out is earnings season has not been kind this year. Uh, and we'll go over that a little bit. I'm going to show you a chart from, uh, well, I'll put a chart in the newsletter. But uh, earnings last time, this one went from about 180 and it dropped all the way down to the 150s. Well, this time before earnings, you've got the 150s here. Doesn't mean that you couldn't go down to the 130s because you've been in the 130s before. Um, and, and where a stock has been before, it may go again. Here's what you have to know. If Snowflake reports any kind of um, you know, hesitancy in guidance, any kind of hesitancy in their, you know, maybe their contracts aren't as strong uh, and they don't go from 14 or 15 cents. Maybe they're not at 16 cents per share. Maybe they're at 12 cents per share. This stock will crash down to 120. That will be a buying opportunity. This one is like Palantir. Their software is uh, top notch. So you've got a good opportunity to get into this one. I don't know that I'd play the earnings, but if the earnings even give a, an instance of, oh my God, did, you know things are really good, unlike the last earnings, you could get back up here to the 180s. So I like that one. Uh, Costco is one that I watch. And you can see Costco has drastically fallen. Uh, not drastically, but you've gone from the one, four, 560s down to the 540s. You still don't have confirmation. You're in this slide. The reason is this one has just run up too much. That 200 day at 520 is going to provide you some support. Uh, and that's where you want to sit at. So 520, I, I, I think the 520 handles, if you don't have a position, you get into that. You're, uh, the only catalyst that you have now is the, uh, the ex-dividend date, which is coming up on August 24th. Um, Devin is under 50 again. Devin is trading at 49 something, I think. Let's see, 49.17. Market just opened up. Uh, Oxy on our four-hour algorithm. Uh, Oxy, you're out with a 10% gain and you're kind of gapping down on this one with the open. But Oxy with a 10% gain up here, uh, you bought in at 57, you got out at 63, you're trading at 61.98. Uh, I'd say sell it in the 62 handle. I think you probably are coming back down to this 200 day at 60. This, the swing on this one is 60 bucks. Uh, I seriously think that 64, remember this, the, the yellow line is up here because I said, this is your resistance level and this is where you get to and this is where you drop down from. So I think 62, if you're holding today, I think 62, you'd be lucky to get it. Uh, Goldman Sachs, we talk about Goldman Sachs and, and the banks. Um, the, the banks just got nailed. I mean, yesterday, that everything got nailed. And when we talk about the banks, we want to look at book value. And the way you look at book value is you go over here uh, on the left-hand side of FinViz, and it's book per share, $309. Anytime a bank gets close to its book value, you buy it. It's going to go up. Uh, Goldman Sachs is having some problems right now. Um, they're not doing well management-wise. Um, you know, investment banking is just not doing well for them. Uh, but they're gonna come back. It's, it, I mean, this isn't a Lehman Brothers. This isn't a banking moment. This is just, you know, they'll come back. Buy it for the long term. 
Uh, I have Moderna and I've talked about it. Moderna is not one that you buy and hold. Moderna is one that you trade. And that's why it's in the core portfolio to trade. We had a buy-in here at 99.68. With the COVID surge, if I had bought, co- if I had bought this stock when I got COVID, uh, kind of at the end of July, I'd be even now. But I should have bought it once I recovered from COVID and it got 99.68. I'd be up like 15% right now. Great trade. So BNTX is another COVID one that uh, kind of gets um, uh, popped up here. It is the partner where they do buy in tech. They do some COVID stuff as well, and they've gotten beaten down, and they're seeing a huge recovery on this one. You've got confirmation above the 200-day. Uh, you've broken that descending wedge. Um, it's a little bit overbought right now, uh, but those are the two that you really want to take a look at. Um, now, let's put in this. I'm going to open this up because it is a uh, earnings whisper heat map. And this is what you want to take a look at. This is the current um, heat map of uh, the earnings season. So these are the price moves that you want to look at. Um, And I will post this. Uh, Two names at the extremes are to report tomorrow, uh, meaning AAP and NVIDIA. Uh, AAP is down 39%. NVIDIA is up 54% in this quarter. So AAP, let's take a look at AAP. What is AAP? Uh, Advanced Auto Parts. This one is down 39% in this quarter. I mean, take a look at that. Their last earnings, they just dropped. I mean, they they went from 288 to 72. So you dropped from uh, 109 and you're at $69. They reported $1.43. Nothing. The stock didn't move. I mean, the stock literally didn't move. So it's just, it's just there. I think NVIDIA, I think you're kind of going to maybe see that you're going to see one of two things. This one is either going to pop up to 500 and then it will sell back to 450 or they don't report a very good quarter, meaning that they don't uh, blow it away and the numbers aren't like amazing. And you'll see immediately it'll come back down to $400. So it'll go from 450 to 400 if it goes to 400, you should buy. This is one that you just buy. Um, I will inclu- include the earnings whisper heat map and all of the stocks um, with the large move downside, including Sedge, uh, including Etsy, including um, Dexcom, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, good news was Eli Lilly, uh, Regeneron, NTAP. They're, 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 I got all the symbols in there for the good ones that Earning Whisper said that were bad and, and, and stuff. You can look at it. Uh, but again, earnings today, NVIDIA and Snowflake. Uh, earnings from this morning, Foot Locker. Foot Locker is the first one that I want to kind of point out. Um, Foot Locker, I had a discussion with somebody yesterday about Foot Locker, and I said, I haven't been in a Foot Locker since 1985. Um, and I think I did this the last time they had earnings because the last time they had earnings, they gapped down. It was bad quarter. There were a lot of articles out there t- hyping up Foot Locker, how it's a new CEO, how it's going to be a good one, blah, blah, blah. It, horrible quarter. And it's continuing retail. I mean, they, they even brought out shrinkage, um, but a horrible, horrible retail quarter. They lowered their guidance and paused their dividend. That is the death, death star of a stock. Um, it's down right now 34% at 1542. Not a good one. Next earnings this morning was Peloton. And this, again, horrible, horrible quarter. This is a company that just can't get it right. Um, they've got too, much, <clears throat> too many bikes being made. 
uh, not enough customers paying 40 bucks a month. Their pricing is out of whack. I've talked about it before. The app is $12. You buy a, um, buy a bike for 200 bucks and you can use their app uh, with some sensors. You can get the same workout, but it's 12 bucks. Uh, they wanted to move to a rental. They haven't done very well, and it's been a horrible, horrible stock. Now, on the other hand, ANF. Uh, we're seeing, speaking of 1985, uh, I haven't worn their clothes since 1985, but they're seeing a resurgence. This one's up 15%. I mean, this is two quarters in a row. Look, 39 cents, and it gapped up from 23 to 26, and you see it broke through the 200 day. And then this time it's gapping up from 42 to 47. This has been a great trade since May. I mean, you're down, you've doubled your money in a freaking um, retail clothing store. That's what's nuts. So uh, I, I'm kind of nuts on that one. I, I wouldn't buy it. I think it's stretched, but they've got some good cash flow and they've got some good, uh, some, some really good guidance. Um, Dexcom, D-X-O-M, is it? Uh, let's see, D-X, Dexcom, uh, D-X-C-M, D-X-C-M. Uh, John from IG, I was wondering if you could go over Dexcom this week in the newsletter since you're off uh, the pod this week. Good luck with your recovery. I'm lucky that I'm back on. Uh, since they're significantly oversold, the price uh, target ranges from 130 to 175. They seem to be trading as solid support. Any feedback appreciated. I get, uh, hope the recovery goes well. So I agree. Uh, I tell my dad anytime this thing dipped below 125, buy it because that's been the anytime it, that's the line that I put in here for quite a while. Uh, I mean, let you know you can take a look at it. Um, look. I mean, that's been a solid trade since November of last year, where if it got up to 125, you just sell it, but you buy it below it. And I continue to think that that's the, that's the case. Now, here's the thing that you have to realize. We still don't have a cross up here to, to cause a buy in the algorithm. Uh, I don't think that that makes a huge deal because this one is so low on the MACD. I, I, in my mind, if my dad's looking at buying this one again, I'd say buy it. I think I would have probably bought it at that 115 because you had confirmation. You just lost it. Um, is this one going back down under 100? I mean, let's take a look at long-term on Dexcom. I think it's a good stock. You're just hitting the 200-day. And what's happened when you've hit the 200-day? You've gone up. It's a good stock. Uh, this is a blood sugar monitoring for diabetes. For those of you that don't know, it is the leader. The problem is that, that uh, Apple is rumored to be potentially having uh, blood sugar in the watch without poking yourself. Uh, they filed a patent. This one would be game-changing, and it would hit Dexcom really, really hard. Because if all you have to do is buy an um, Apple watch to monitor your glucose, then your blood sugar, this might be, you know, not that great of a stock at that point because maybe they don't get it. But everybody that I know that has diabetes raves about Dexcom. So I think it's still a good stock to own. Uh, I think if Apple does get that patent, I think Dexcom might follow them in um, into that kind of world where it's uh, not poking you. You don't have to wear anything. But this is definitely 100% more accurate than what the Apple Watch would probably give you. The first, you know, the first time somebody has a seizure or goes into low blood sugar because their Apple Watch is wrong, uh, Dexcom will probably hop on that one, uh, and, and Apple will probably have a lot to, to answer for. So 
Uh, let's go into scans because I've probably been on here way longer than I thought I was going to be. But TQQQ, we talked about this one. This one has a cross up uh, right now. You're kind of, uh, you're at 38.35. The cross up here was at 37.98. I think it's a good one. Uh, QCLN, this one is a clean energy uh, ETF. It has a lot of the solar stocks, a lot of the wind stocks, renewable energies, 45.23. I own this one. Uh, what you have to know about this one is that I, I actually love the stock. Uh, I, I, I love the ETF. I think it's been a good ETF. These stocks just haven't done well. And, and so from, from February of 2021, it's just been, it's been a nightmare to actually own. But you're down at that bottom part of the descending wedge. You're below the 200-day. What's happened when it's gotten below the 200-day? You get above that 200-day. The problem is higher for longer rates are going to continue to kill this one. Uh, one that I own and I will probably be adding to because I don't have a, a very large position in it is DraftKings. Football season's coming up. I said this is a $30 stock. I think it gets back to that $30 level. I think this gap up here between 30 and 31 gets filled. 27, 23, you're trading at 27.02. I can't imagine that with football season coming up, this one, you know, again, it's it's very expensive to to get uh, customers. This one dropped when uh, Penn uh, announced that they're going to have the ESPN partnership. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs, we have a cross up here. Uh, this one at 15, I don't think you're doing yourself any disfavor to buy. Uh, FBCG, <laughs> the dogs are barking. The dogs are up. Stop. Penny, I can't yell. FPCG is the Fidelity Blue Chip Growth. Oh, you're going to have to put up with this. Nobody's outside. FBCG is the uh, uh, Blue Chip Growth Company, uh, or ETF, that has beaten Kathy Woods. This one I said it was going to 30. Uh, when it was back here at 25, it got up there. Uh, it You got a 20% gain. I don't think that you trade this one. I think you buy this for long term. I think it's a very, very good ETF to actually own. Uh, a company that I have liked to trade uh, is Roblox. And I think this one gets back to 40. The problem is the users are down. And so Metaverse is just not getting very well. Even though it's a cross up here at 27, and I do think it's a $40 stock, I don't think that you buy this one on the algorithm. I think you hold this one uh, if you're currently uh, if you currently own it. I think you hold it, but I don't think that you buy it here. I just think it's you know right now they're they're having some user issues. Um, I just again it's not not a good one. JepQ we talk about this one. This is a high uh, dividend payer, eight nine percent, twelve percent covered call ETF. Um, we've talked about Boyle here before. Uh, and liquid natural gas. Boyle is down around 60. I'm going to have to pull that up. But LNG just got a cross up at 166. Remember how I said down here at 141, this was going to cover this gap? Well, it covered the gap and you're done with it. So uh, we're heading into winter. LNG is going to buy cheap natural gas, export it to Europe. It's going to start making money. Boyle, you're out. You're at 59.77. I think this one gets back to 70 at some point in time. Because I do think that natural gas is going to go up in price. It's the only uh, energy source that just hasn't participated in the energy run. Uh, there are a bunch more. So many more. Let me see if there's one that I really want to cover. Oh, ARK, uh, ARKK and ARKW had a cross up. One that I do want to point out. SoFi had a cross up. We talked about this one being a $10 stock. Uh, I think it is a $10 stock. I think when... Um, 
student loan payments start up. I just don't think that students pay attention to the freaking news and they're just going to pay, even though the Biden administration says there's nothing that's going to happen to you if you don't pay. I don't think anybody's paying attention to the news. So I think this is a $10 stock. I, I, you don't have confirmation, so I'd be a little bit careful because I do think that you could come down below this 200-day, and I think that that volume shelf right there at about 7 bucks might provide some support. But if you get down below 7 bucks, look out below. Uh, Coinbase had a cross-up, C-O-I-N. Uh, and this one is, you know, it's on cryptocurrency. We have seen Bitcoin kind of pull back here, 74.90. You still don't have confirmation. Be very careful of this one. But this one ran all the way up to 100. Um, we talked about Bitcoin with the crash and stuff like that. So uh, I like this one. I, I do think that this one is probably going to, to bounce. Remember, they got the approval to trade futures. Uh, when a Bitcoin ETF comes about, this one's going to freaking fly. It's just going to fly. Um, we have GEHC, which I said, uh, I really like. This is the new GE Healthcare. Uh, these guys with MRI, MRI machines and stuff like that, really, really good company, 6887. I think it goes back to fill this gap up here at 83 to 86. Um, I think healthcare has just been beaten down, and I think this one in particular is just uh, getting, getting killed. Visa and MasterCard both had cross-ups. I'll put these in the newsletter. BlackRock had a cross-up. Uh, this one is getting killed on commercial real estate. There's rumors that some of these big guys with some of uh, their underwater in some of their real estate uh, buildings, and they're basically going to banks and saying, you know what, uh, we purchased this. You guys won't give us a loan to actually refurbish the property. Uh, here are the keys. They're just basically turning it back into the bank because the, they're so underwater with their purchase price. So that's, that's rumors. I wouldn't necessarily buy this one up here. Do I think it's probably going back up to 700s at some point? a good company do you come back down here to 630s maybe it's a, you know it's a well-managed company I, I just don't think there's any problem with it so it wouldn't be one that i would look at um i'm not looking to buy it but i am looking at sofi i'm looking at nvidia i'm looking at shopify i'm looking at paypal uh, there's quite a bit that i gave you today goldman sachs um you know costco buying on the dip Snowflake. I think Snowflake's a good one. I, I own it. Shopify, I'm looking to p put more money into Uber, even Uber. I mean, look at Uber. Um, talked about, you know, at 44.16, it's kind of capitulating here. A lot of this stuff is capitulating. And wh what I mean by capitulating is it's just kind of going sideways. And when a stock goes sideways and those Bollinger bands cinch up, you either go up or down. And, and Lord knows that the, the weakness in the markets right now would point to down. But I do like Uber, and I own Uber at like 46, 47. So uh, if you're here, uh, remember Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. You get all of the links that you need to. Trendspider, 25% off. That's the charts that I show. Visible, if you have a phone service that you're paying any more than $25 a month, they've got great phone service. That's what I use. And the, the one link that I think you should use is Weeble. If you don't have Weeble, if you're trading in Robinhood, get out of Robinhood. Weeble is just so much a step up. First off, when you trade, get out of, uh, out of uh, Robinhood, they charge you like 70 bucks. Um, it's going to cost you money to get out of there. It's time to get out of there. Just do it. Cut the cord. Um, before they go bankrupt, they'll probably get bought by somebody. And then you got a shitty experience of crossing over. 
but Webull has great desktop software. I think it's the, it's the it's the the move to go from a Robinhood retail trader to an actual investor. I think that's where Webull really puts you. And I love their app. Um, I, I liked Robinhood's app, but I think Webull is actually better just because it's a better platform. Uh, plus, you get free stocks. That's the big one. Twelve up to twelve free stocks when you deposit anywhere from three dollars to three thousand. Put a hundred bucks in there. I put in a thousand bucks, and let's see. I put in a thousand bucks January first. I'm at nine one thousand nine hundred nine dollars. So I like it. And Thinkorswim is really good too. Go girl. Uh, I like that one as well. Uh, personally, my big portfolio is in Fidelity. I love Fidelity. If you've got a large portfolio, they provide you significant benefits to get over there. And if you're depositing or transferring more than 2,500 bucks to there, just notify me and I'll hook you up with my guy, Stuart. And he gives, I think he gives you a couple hundred bucks. I get a hundred bucks, depending on the size that you do, but it's got to be like 2,500 bucks. That's why I say Weeble. A lot of people don't want to move $2,500, but there are incentives to move that stuff. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, the newsletter I will put out, dailystockpick.substack.com. This is daily. It's free. The only thing that I charge for are the weekend newsletters. It's like $8 a month or $80 right now. I will probably up that price again as I get more content out there and archive it. Um, but the, the Daily Stock Pick newsletter is free. It includes charts uh, like this one yesterday. I, I think yesterday's newsletter was just spot on. Um, pod notes, I talked about, uh, Pan W and Fortinet. There's the Palo Alto earnings. Uh, I included a fun Cartman thing where he says, uh, start up and bro down. Uh, and the top five things every trader should be watching this week. NVIDIA earnings are number one. Jay Powell's speech is coming on Friday. 10 year yield, uh, Japan and China. Uh, bonus was Bitcoin. I included Zip Trader Charlie in that one. A great video at why I don't do penny stocks. And you can talk, watch this one. But it's a great newsletter, in my opinion. I think it provides you a lot during the day. Um, if you don't read all of it, you can scroll through it uh, in your inbox. It just arrives around noontime every day. So I like it. Okay, uh, I will try and be back tomorrow. My, my mouth hurts. I said I was going to be on here for five minutes. Uh, we got to 33 minutes. Okay, take care. See you guys. Bye.